0: injury jean smyth ewn sport the uk report with adam gilchrist
1: good morning adam oh good good having you on a wild dog hopefully we're not talking about your neighbor a police search after a woman is badly savaged
0: yes i suppose uh it could be a wild dog or it could be a a dog that's gone wild it's probably well either way because we're a small place. We don't tend to have um, marauding dingoes in our part of the world. But big searches on armed officers and a helicopter, police snipers in place. I mean, even now, even while it's dark, the uh, the firearms officers are out there looking for a dog on the outskirts of Lincoln. So we're up in the, the northeast-ish of England. Um, a, a woman attacked late last night, so about seven hours ago. She was attacked by this dog on the outskirts of Lincoln. But I say outskirts. It's not countryside. You know, there are houses and estates around and so forth and she was very badly savaged uh bitten and mauled and so forth and they couldn't get the dog and here we are you know about to turn into dawn and a school day and a work day and everything else and it's only a dog but it's a scary thing and so they've got this huge hunt on right now and so far drawing a blank
1: that's a sad one now the entitled scots i believe there's a twist to the vote on Scottish independence
0: yeah well uh, about six months off we are now from this mm. referendum and the deal is is that it's about you know whether or not scotland will become independent from the rest of the united kingdom and i suppose sort of end the united kingdom because we'll be very united after that but anyway uh, six months off and every now and again things get ramped up and here's one which really throws things into the mix because the vote is only for scots in scotland lo and behold a senior barrister one of Britain's top barristers Aidan o'neill and also i should say an expert in european union law says that the way things stand, because Scotland's, uh, Scots who are not living in Scotland, expat Scots, don't have the right to vote, there's every chance that whatever happens, it could be overturned with a judicial review. That essentially, the grounds for excluding Scots who aren't living in Scotland, and of course there are a million plus, a million and a quarter roughly Scots who are living, plenty of them in England, some in Wales, but all around the world, Sean Connery included, and because they're not included in that vote, um, it could absolutely be overturned in law. In other words, it's an absolutely pointless referendum. There's a small petition that's gathering pace. At this stage, it's only a few thousand signatures, but it's gathering pace. Forget the petition. The basic point is is that in law, to essentially, say, turn a Scotsman in his absence into an independent Scot, And possibly not, therefore, have the rights of a European Union citizen, because there's nothing to guarantee that Scotland would instantly enter into the EU. And there's nothing to guarantee they would instantly have dual citizenship, that you could be, say, both British and Scottish in in one fell swoop. It becomes an absolute legal quagmire. And you sometimes think, yes, it's a lovely, simplistic vote, a lovely, simplistic question, but actually it should have been much more complicated.
1: I like my elections shaken or stirred, actually. Um, But yeah, interesting. Is that your best shot, Godwin? It's it's the one I could just do off the cuff. I'll have to work on my pist.
0: It's (laughs) extraordinary. Everyone
1: knows a very bad one. This is very true. But anyway, (laughs) um, unexpected trench warfare.
0: Yeah, this is amazing because they have discovered in a field in Hampshire, right down on the south coast of England, they've discovered in Heathland, they're open to the public walked by people with dogs, etc., for an awfully long time, an entire First World War trench system. This obviously was a trench training system. Um, two layers of two sides of trenches with backup trenches in order for soldiers to train on you know, how to storm across no-man's land, how to zigzag, etc., etc. The, the full malarkey, essentially a, a complete replica of a First World War battlefield there in the south coast of England, but unknown for a 100 years. And you sort of think, what on earth have people been doing for a hundred years? I, I suppose one man's trench is another man's ditch. <laughs> and, it, and they do get grown over, and the bracket is all around, and they do get sludgy and wet, and etc. et, cetera, et cetera. But nonetheless, there they have sat for a hundred years, So now archaeologists and military historians are poring over this, looking at the, the angles. And also, it does add to this thing as well, the revisionist view of the First World War, which is that, yes, of course, there was a terrible loss of life, but actually soldiers were not just, flung in front of machine guns as machine gun fodder. They did train. Yeah. They did work at tactics. They did try to, uh, to improve the uh, the whole military um, tactics all the way through the First World War and tried new techniques. And this yeah. is proof of that.
1: Adam Gilchrist, Day, with your UK report. Adam, have a good one. Your time.